I'm not in anybody else's jism. I gotta think, TR had a glorious hammer. I feel like me and Taylor Swift might still have sex. Hello and welcome. We, or should I say I, well we, are back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from the theballerlifestyle.com. I am once again your host, Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining me here on the show. Episode 129 of the program. As always, I let you know how you can reach out. First and foremost, email. It's the best way. It gives us content. We can go through it. We can curate what we want to read and what we don't. It's a good way to just get a hold of me. And you can do it. I read it. It's mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. You can also leave us a voicemail. We've been getting some. I haven't been using them, but step it up. Reach out. I'd like to hear some new voices. 949-464-TBLS is the voicemail line. Very important aspect of the show is the Facebook page. Go there. Go to Facebook and search the Baller Lifestyle Podcast and then like that page and then you get the updates you get our show you get in additionally you get any radio appearances i do and any blog posts we write and you get you get all that put in your feed and then any any interesting stories we want to share and there's a there's a lot of good chatter that happens there so i would suggest that it's a good idea it's a good addition to your feed to like the baller lifestyle podcast on facebook also, iTunes, I've, I think I'm going to start doing a, I haven't looked at the iTunes recently, but I might start picking a favorite iTunes comment every week to read and maybe incorporating it into some sort of game. I don't know. Uh, go to iTunes, review the show, rate the show. Um, that's, that's a big help for us there to climb the iTunes rating, the ratings. And of course, Patreon, that is a way you can help us out with your wallet go to patreon.com slash the baller lifestyle and pledge a couple of dollars to the show pay us a little bit of gratuity for the entertainment that you're getting here from us thank you um, no ed daily this week well we have virtual ed daily ed daily is away the time zones do not link from where he is to where I am. So he has sent us a few stories. He's sent us a few thoughts that he had. And I will respond to him virtually momentarily. So that'll be fun. That's always fun. Um, something that's been going on that I've been noticing is the... Are you guys watching the Republican National Convention? I don't know... I'm like not really that keyed in because I hate everybody. You know me. 
But I've, I've watched a few minutes every night of this Republican National Convention, and I cannot help but think that they are fucking with us, right? This endless ranting about how brown people are going to kill us all and how Hillary Clinton is Satan, and they want us to know that they're fucking around, right? They're certainly not trying to win an election, from what I can tell. I saw the other night, Donald Trump walked out like a wrestling heel, like in shadow to, to a song he's not allowed to use, sung by a gay man to introduce his wife who read a speech that she cribbed from somebody else. Guys, they're fucking with us. They're, they're just sh- throwing shit at the TV screen to see what sticks to CNN. They're, they're just going, hey, what if we do this? What if we do this? Hey, we'll do all of those things because one of them is going to become a thing. So no worries. To me, I don't know. It's just patently absurd that I, so patently absurd that I can only conclude that this whole thing is just a big work. Like the party leadership couldn't manage their primary process properly because this maniac New Yorker threw a spanner in the work. So they figured, let's just go on TV and fuck with people. Uh, I think it's pretty funny. It's, you know, it, it would be more funny if it didn't come at the expense of our democracy. But at the same time, it's just Ted Cruz got up there tonight looking all weird and acting exactly how you would expect Ted Cruz to act. And but then people got pissed and the whole thing is just so weird. Uh, also, Gary Marshall died. R.I.P. Gary Marshall Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, Mork and Mindy, The Odd Couple, Pretty Woman. I mean, this guy laid it down. This guy did work. The dude was a total legend, albeit at a time when we had a very low bar for entertainment, I think. I mean, not to take anything away from the guy, because the guy, all those shows are iconic. His shows are iconic, and everyone seemed to love the guy, so... R.I.P. Gary Marshall. And he was pretty funny when he would put himself in things. He was on Louie not that long ago. Year. A couple years ago. Whatever. R.I.P. Gary Marshall. You were a legend and a titan and an icon. Okay. Email. Let's knock out a couple of these. I like when people quote me. Here's the first one. Um, quote, feral children at the Cleveland Cavaliers parade may be my new favorite 10 minutes in radio. My word. That's from Dave in San Clemente. Thanks, Disc. I appreciate that. And here's another one. This is, I was going to talk about this earlier, then I saw an email about it. I'm sure you guys are aware of this whole Pokemon Go phenomena. But it just might be the knockout blow dealt by parents in the age-long battle on premarital sex. It's also been way more effective in tricking fat kids into exercising than all the gym teachers in the world combined. I think it's great. The issue is the grown men. Grown men hanging out in their cars, sitting in... An idle vehicle outside of my neighborhood park, staring at their phones, smiling. If I were a cop and I questioned one of these degenerates, I'd be less suspicious of a dude saying he's just taking pictures because he enjoys photography than I would be of a dude saying he's playing Pokemon Go. These guys are more suspect than 
the bus driver at my old elementary school that got caught sniffing the seats. And they deserve all the shame. Wow. Didn't see that turn coming. P.S. The other day, a black guy called me fam. My heart melted a little bit. It sounded so cool. Adam and Sugarland. Well, that is a that is a good endorsement. Because the thing is, when you're walking through life, you're all you always want wanna when you encounter it when you're a white guy like me. I'm mostly white. I present as white. I'm not necessarily hundred percent white heritage, as probably most of us aren't. I mean, we all all life came from the eastern rift valley of Africa. You guys know that, right? Racists? We're all we're all the same. We all came from this same DNA. We're we're all related. It's just there's just one race, the human race. But I will admit that when you go when you go through life as a white guy, there's a lot of fucking asshole white guys out there. So a lot of times when you see a black guy, you want the black guy to know that you're one of the good ones. You're like, "Hey, I'm not no, I'm not like those other guys." I'm not one of the bad guys. I'm one of the good ones. So, you know, you want to be you're like a little extra nice. And which is, I mean, sort of a form of racism in itself, but it's just, it's just human nature. So when you get kissed in to the tribe, so to speak, when a black guy goes, hey, hey, calls you bro, or in this case, fam, which is like a real term of endearment. You should be proud of yourself, Adam. It's kind of a, it's kind of a feather in the cap because you're like, hey. This guy knows I'm one of this, the good ones. This guy realizes I'm not, uh, I'm not a bad white guy. I'm one of the good white guys, and that is a good feeling. We have some black listeners to this show, it's many, several, and I'll be honest, feels pretty good when one of them recognizes what I do because it feels like, hey, he knows I'm fighting the good fight out here. I'm one of the good ones. So, yeah, I get that, Adam. As to this Pokemon thing... I don't really have a lot to say about it because it's a game you play on your phone and I'm not a huge fucking loser, so I don't know about that kind of stuff. I just assumed guys at games on their adult men at games on their phone so they would have something to do when they took a shit. But apparently they I don't know, they download games and they go out and they go outside and look for cartoons. I I don't get it. I don't I don't know the rules. I don't know what it is. I would not I have the shortest attention span as it is. I don't have time for stupid shit. I only have time for cool shit. So you guys can go out and pokey men or whatever you do. I'm an adult and I do adult shit like lift weights and listen to vinyl records and watch The Bachelor. You guys can have all your do all your pokemoning, but yeah, I assumed it was for children like just like pro wrestling and every other video game. I don't get it. Okay, guys, let's check in with Ed Daly and see what he has going on. Hey, Brian. Uh, A couple of quick things. First, uh, I've said before, I accept all Facebook friend requests, and uh, I'm fine with it because I don't really share family pictures, and I'm I'm happy to interact with people who uh, listen to the show, but... This week, I finally had to block someone. Uh, the guy sent me some bad memes, and it eventually culminated with him sending me a picture of a black guy eating fried chicken and it said, go back to Africa. I'm not about that racist shit, and I don't know what 
about the show give the impression that I'm ever into this. And I don't know. I just thought it's really dumb. And like, if you're sharing shit like this, like, I don't know, take a hard look at yourself. It's really stupid. Um, and I also want to talk about flying to Iceland last week. And for reasons out of my control, we had to take the red eye, which is terrible. And I have two relatively young kids, so I knew it was going to be bad. But we've got to do something about the red eye uh, behavior by airlines. 90 minutes into the flight, and they're waking everyone up with the, the uh, drink cart, asking them everybody if they want refreshments. Like, you know... Fucking cool it, Helga. I, I just let me sleep. If I'm sleeping, don't wake me up to ask me for it. And and you know, their water anyway is always shitty. It's, it tastes like it's been filtered through some sort of plastic toy. Um, and then 75 minutes before landing, get woken up again so the captain can give us the rundown on the host city and and the weather. And uh, you know, I've got the weather, buddy. Like enough. We'll, we'll get off the plane. We'll feel how cold or hot it is once we get there. Not like we're going to get changed on the plane, but they they love waking you up during red eyes. It should be just silence from takeoff to landing unless you put your light on. Nobody wants to be hanging out with the the flight crew during a flight. Uh, as for Iceland, it's amazing. I would say you know everybody should go. It's cool. The weather's great. It's light for like twenty two hours a day. Uh, if you have a chance, definitely go. Uh, I'm following up on a daily's choice we were given a couple weeks ago. Uh, I was given the, the choice of Mo the bartender versus Principal Skinner, and I'm definitely going with Mo on that one. Um, but you might find some ugly shit, because that guy has definitely paid for a lot of sketchy sex. But Skinner was a dude who lived with his mom, and regardless of whether he was bagging, banging uh, Krabappel, he is the epitome of sadness. Nobody wants to see a sad penis. Uh, the other one I was given was Abe Lincoln versus Teddy Roosevelt. And I know Brian said, you know, because I watched that Roosevelt documentary that I'm a big Roosevelt fan, but that documentary, they, both of them were kind of, I mean, they did some good things, but they're both egomaniacs. They're crazy. And Abe's the best president of all time, but he was a thinker. He's very cerebral. So you're thinking if you're swinging a big hog, you're not spending a ton of time trying to save the union and free the slaves. You're just busy delivering the goods. So Abe probably did not have an impressive dick. So I'm going with Teddy because he's, uh, you know, he's insane and he was hawkish and he loved hunting. He was like Mr. Alpha Male. And he, he's a guy who was driven by his dick. So I got to think TR had a glorious hammer. Uh, the third one was Kobayashi versus Joey Chestnut. And I, I guess Kobayashi because Joey Chestnut is probably the single grossest American alive right now. And I hate everything about that dumb contest. I'm watching Joey's disgusting talent on like Sports Center. Fuck that dude. And plus, I've never seen an Asian dick. So, so there's that. So I'm I'm going with Kobayashi over Chestnut. Uh, okay. As for sports, uh, former Florida Gator and current Tampa Bay Buccaneer wide receiver Lewis Murphy recently attended his former college teammate's wedding at the Flagler Museum in Palm Beach, Florida, recently. Apparently, Murphy had a few too many cocktails and took a little nap on the stairs. When he woke up, he realized he was locked in the museum. Instead of having a delightful adventure with Teddy Roosevelt and a T-Rex, Murphy was forced to break the glass and call the police. Brian, you know I'm a big fan of pre-fontaining at weddings. But Lewis Murphy seems to be taking this thing to the next level. My question is this. Why doesn't Lewis Murphy know the best part of attending weddings is when you get to go home? 
Ed, this is something that I for sure think has happened to someone I grew up with. What, what is it about weddings that gets guys to act out with supreme levels of debauchery? I mean, we all have been to a wedding where we where somebody that you know, a buddy of yours that you grew up with, that's now like an accountant or a lawyer, stockbroker. That usually is pretty under control. He's coaching little league, whatever. He gets so housed that he's puking all over himself or passes out in the bushes. We've all seen it. I remember about 12 years ago, a buddy of mine got married and he got all of the groomsmen together. It was like the night, it was like that thing you do, the rehearsal dinner. I think it was. It might have been, this was one of those weddings that went on for like a week. So it might have been a couple days before. Point is, he got us all together and there were like a dozen of us. And he had to have a serious talk with us to let us know that no drug use would be tolerated at his wedding. And you'd think that would be a given. But dudes were like incensed. I remember one guy was like, even weed? Like he couldn't believe that he was being asked to forego weed for like three hours while his buddy got married. It was shocking. But also it wasn't shocking. So in the case of the guy getting locked in the museum, I don't know. There had to be a way he could let himself out, right? Like, I get it. You passed out and everybody left. First of all, it's hilarious. Like, that's great. That's that's one you can tell your kids, your grandkids, because it's it's awesome. I don't know what I would do in his situation. I would probably try to call somebody, like somebody that was in charge, like the groom someone i just start dialing people because i'm i assume the guy had a phone i don't really know the details of this but if i had a phone i try to call somebody to come rescue me and then barring that once i'd exhausted that then i'd make a decision i'd be like well somebody's gonna come here and open this museum soon i mean it's only so many hours till it opens up you know why don't why don't i find someplace to crash i don't know what kind of museum it was like it's modern art, contemporary art might not be in a comfortable place to lay down because a lot of times it's like a hard, modern looking, like square, Danish modern, hard plastic chairs. I don't think you could really sleep on that. But if it was a, you know, it would be good as if it was like a folk art museum, which I doubt. Because who the fuck's paying a dollar to go see folk art? But assume it was the kind of shit you see on Antiques Roadshow. I'd go get one of those Amish quilts. Pull it off the wall. Yeah, it's a couple hundred years old, but it probably gets cold and then it gets drafty in a museum that you're locked in drunk. And I'd snuggle up in that. I'd find a good... I'd grab... Maybe grab like one of those feather pillows from the 1800s. That they, not feathers, you know what they stuffed them? Corn husks. Corn husk pillow. I grab one of those. And I just settle in, find a spot. So I'd be like, hey, it's a few more hours. I'm already wasted. May as well just crash here for a couple more hours. Or I'd probably just let myself out. Like there's an emergency a- exit, alarm will sound. One of those, air quotes, alarm will sound. I'll be honest. Take it from me. 
most of the time, no alarm sounds when you open one of those. I Every time I go to the movies, I go out one of the emergency exits. Why? Because I park closer to that. The movie theater I go to, I go out the, the alarm will sound door every single time. And guess what? No alarm goes off. Although, sometimes you do get the feeling like, maybe this time they've said it. Maybe they've... Maybe they're on to me leaving through this emergency exit alarm will sound door. And they finally they've watched the tape and they've seen me leave from the movies every time. And maybe, maybe they've said it finally. Maybe they fixed it. Worked out the kinks. So right, when I, right at that moment when I'm about to push that little bar, arm bar door thing, I worry for just a split second that that alarm's going to go off. But guess what? It doesn't, but it's an exhilarating feeling, thinking that it might. Ed, what else is going on in the world of sports? Uh, story number two. A recent profile of Kenny Griffey Jr. in Sports Illustrated detailed a prank he, he once pulled on an 18-year-old Alex Rodriguez. Griffey convinced the team trainer to tell A-Rod that team stars, including Jay Buhner and Randy Johnson, were involved in a scheme to sell sperm to the highest bidder. Griffey brought in a fake doctor to tell A-Rod he had great genes and could command top dollar. A-Rod almost went through with it until uh, Griffey pulled the plug. Brian, I know neither of us are a fan of pranks, but doesn't one that involves people having to imagine Randy Johns' semen deserve some jail time? Yet another reason to hate pranking. I mean, this is actually kind of funny because it's Alex Rodriguez, although Alex Rodriguez is like one of my all-time favorite players. But this, this, the, the reason, one of the main reasons I hate pranking is like when I watch somebody get pranked on the internet or on a TV show, I always feel kind of bad for the person getting pranked. I'm just, I'm just not that guy. I'm not a, the kind of guy that has fun at other people's expense. So I always get kind of bummed out by pranking. But, and you guys who are in or were, or are, and fraternities will know this. When guys prank each other, there tends to often be a slightly gay aspect to this stuff. And I'm really not into that. Like, I'm not into anybody else's jism. I'm not really into my own. I mean, I expel it occasionally, often. But it's not, I don't really like get into it and, you know, I dispose of it or clean it up, whatever. I'm really, if I'm not into my own jism, I'm really not into anybody else's, even in prank format. And I'm not saying that Alex Rodriguez is dumb. But the, the premise of the joke really falls apart as soon as it's implied that there's a black market for Jay Buhner's spunk. Like, if you're really out looking for, you're you're like, hey, I want to artificially inseminate, but I want pro-athlete semen, and you said you could get me some, and the guy's like, yeah, hey, yeah, I can get you the semen of a professional athlete, and it's Jay Buhner. Hello? 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 You'd hang up the phone. No. No. Like, if if you were make start right now making a list of athletes and you could just only do Seattle athletes and start 
listing the Seattle athletes whose jism you would want to impregnate yourself with. I'll start Ichiro, number one. That guy's amazing. That guy's probably my favorite player of all time. Here's another one. Edgar Martinez, steady. Steady Eddie. Guy got a lot of hits, a lot of doubles. I'll go again. Gary Payton. Guy was pretty good, pretty athletic. Sean Kemp, I'm sure he'd give it to you for free. Point is, I could go a long time before I say Jay Buhner. I'd probably say John Olerud before I'd say Jay Buhner. And Jay Buhner, actually, kind of underrated. He's a pretty good hitter. But I've forgotten about the guy. And I never really thought about him that much to begin with. So the point is, is if I was looking to buy Athlete Spunk and the person that was selling it told me it was Jay Buhner's, I feel like I would like rescind my offer. Feel like that just wouldn't work. And Randy Johnson, are you kidding me? The main requirements for black market sperm, as far as I know, are that it comes from a dude who's tall, smart, and handsome. Randy Johnson is tall, grumpy, and hideous. And he's got one of the requirements, but also he's too tall. You want to you want the the jism of a guy that's like six three. Six three. I'd say between 6'2 and 6'4. 6'5, getting into freakishly tall territory. You're still on the borderline. But 6'6, you're a freak. You're a freak of nature. Your life is hard for you. You're ducking a lot. You're bumping your head. It's good luck. Like, unless you're driving the, the suburban excursion, the biggest vehicle, you you know, you don't fit in a car. Six, Randy Johnson's 6'10", and his Adam's apple is the size of an actual apple. Red Delicious. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, I mean, I sort of find that, as pranks go, I sort of find that amusing. Also, baseball players, just the fucking basis level of humanity. These guys are just, just so low. Just not a lot of evolution there they're great athletes which is amazing like they're they're super talented at what they do and i'll I'll give them that because they make a lot of money for it good for them but as far as what's going on between the ears like they're just they've been in locker rooms their whole life so like farting is just hilarious they just never get sick of farting that's that's the level that they're at okay ed what else is going on in non-sports 26-year-old Leslie Mills went out for a night of boozing, then returned home Randy. She then proceeded to mount the guy sleeping on her couch. When he wasn't receptive to her drunken advances, he retreated to the bathroom and locked the door. Then Mills burst through the door, holding a hatchet, Jack Torrance-style, still demanding sex. The guy tried to wrestle the hatchet out of her hand, but she bit him. When police arrived, Mills was outside wearing a bathrobe. Brian, I'm going to give you one guess on which state this crime was committed. I'll give you a hint. It's where all the crime happens, and it rhymes with Morida. I was totally going to guess Florida. That was my guess. You gave it away when you said it rhymes with Morida. There's no other states that rhyme with Morida, as far as I'm concerned. Unless you're talking about Morabama. Morida-bama. It's, it's, it's kind of funny. Women, they don't like you to know that they get horny, too. They really want you to work 
to get that intercourse out of them. They want you to be tender, loving. They really, and we as God, here's, this is a life coaching right here. Get, get with me here because as a guy, you think that a woman gets horny in the same way that you do. So if you you just want someone to grab your dick and start playing with it, and then you're feeling good, you're excited. So you try to do that to a chick. You go up and you're like pinching her nipples and like getting after her, biting her neck, like try to be real sexual. But that's not usually what gets chicks going. What gets chicks going is like a, just like a f- nice hug or just like looking in their eyes and asking how their day was and just being emotionally available. That's that's what gets their physical impulses turned on. You don't think that because your brain doesn't work the same way. Your brain doesn't work like hers. So you try to stimulate and this is this is guys problem since the beginning of time. This is why some dudes have been able to, you know, like sensitive dudes have been able to slay it for years. Point is, is that oftentimes women, women do get horny, but they like to try to pretend that they don't want or need sex. Then occasionally you'll find the one that's like just so overtly sexual that it's gross. There's a fine line to walk. And in this case, there's this, this woman's the latter. She's, she wants sex so bad. She's willing to attack a dude with an ax, a stranger. And I can only assume that because it was Florida, there was there was a bath salts aspect to the story. It's usually, it's usually what's going down in Florida. There's bath salts involved in this type of behavior. You don't have to be Inspector Clouseau. You don't have to be Columbo. Now that was a show, Columbo. Peter Falk is he still? How fucking old is this guy, Peter Falk? Is he still alive? I feel like he died. Anyway, awesome character. What was I saying? Oh, you don't have to be Peter Falk, a.k.a. Columbo. Also, Peter Falk had that glass eye. Sometimes I get him a little confused with Beretta, but Beretta's the guy that killed his wife. Peter Falk was just a dude with a glass eye that played Columbo. I I feel like they wouldn't let you on the force with the glass eye. Could you... Maybe he lost the eye. Then he'd get disability. I digress. Point is, you don't need to be Columbo to figure out that there was a bath salts aspect to this story. And what are the odds that this redneck Riviera princess would try to axe rape the one guy in Florida who wasn't also high on bath salts? She prob she probably hold on, a little indigestion there. Okay. She probably could have gone to any house on that block and with her axe. And just started to aggressively sex whoever was on the couch. Florida. Walk into any home in Florida. 98% of homes. Somebody's sleeping on a couch. I can guarantee you that. She could go into any house, any house on that block, wherever this occurred. Whatever part of Florida it happened in. And she could axe sex whoever was sleeping on that couch. And they'd be into it. Because they would also be on bath salts. Or some other kind of drug. Also, there's a 98% chance there's some sort of exotic reptile living in that house. 
It's just statistics. I don't make this stuff up. I just read the newspaper. Unfortunately, this chick with her axe and her sexual urges, she hit she hit the one house where there wasn't a dude also high on bath salts. Unfortunate for her, but shit happens. What else, Ed? Our next story. A man entered a Lexington, Kentucky Chuck E. Cheese and asked for a job application. Two hours later, he returned for the interview, but instead of handing him his resume, he told the manager he was armed and wanted him to open the safe. The manager told the man he didn't have access to the safe and convinced the guy to leave. Police were later told to be on the lookout for a six-foot-tall man with facial hair. Later that evening, a man fitting the same description was reportedly inside a dollar store trying to shake down its employees. Brian, do you think the Lexington police are close to cracking the case of the bandit with low expectations? Or have they just narrowed the search down to every guy in Lexington, Kentucky? I I was wondering about this the other day. The armed robbery game cannot be as lucrative as it once was. Who carries cash anymore? Is there any transaction that you need cash for? You know, we've, we've, what we've made a lot of on this store, you guys are like, like to make fun of me because, yeah, we talk sports on this show. But a couple years ago, a couple football seasons ago, it was the day, there was a very exciting NFC championship game between Russell Wilson's Seattle Seahawks and Jordan Rogers' brother. Green Bay Packers and a lot of people made fun of me because I I think Ed Daly really started it off because during that game I made a couple Instagram posts at my Instagram page at Brian Beckner from the flea market that I was at during the game and Ed Daly really liked to make fun of me that I was off antiquing that day during the NFC Championship game. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I got home with like five minutes left in the game, and that's when the Seahawks scored like three touchdowns in a row. I saw everything. This The game was on ice until I got home. The whole time I was antiquing, nothing happened in that game except that the Green Bay Packers were going to win. And then I got home, five minutes left, and Jesus, as he is wont to do, put his power in the right arm of Russell Wilson and Got a couple turnovers and a muffed punt. There's a word. And suddenly the Seahawks won. Well, guess what? I saw all that. I saw that whole bit. So no big deal. My point is, is that even at the flea market now, most people have that little square thing that you plug into your iPhone. And if you want to pay with your credit card, they just swipe your credit card through their phone. You don't even need cash at the flea market. The one place you do need cash is tipping. And I'm not like not yeah, you'd get a you go out to dinner, you just write in the tip. That's fine. It comes out of your checking account, your miles card, whatever. But I'm talking about the valet. How often is and this has happened this happened to me not that long ago at a brewery. I went to leave and the the valet cost money. And I realized it, and I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, I don't have any money for the valet. I don't have any cash. 
So I asked the waitress, I go, hey, how about if I tip you like five bucks more than I was planning to tip you? And you just give me five bucks so I can give it to this guy. I think that the valet was like a couple bucks and then I was going to throw the guy a couple bucks. I'm not a cheap guy. You know, I was going to do five, two bucks on the valet and three bucks. Maybe it was 10. Either way, I was, I was going to grease the guy. I was going to take care of him. He's parking cars. And the waitress is like, oh, no, we can't do that. And I'm like, are you serious? And I'm like, is there like an ATM? But then, the, then you got the thing where I didn't want to give him 20 bucks. Also, I didn't want to pay an ATM fee to get 20 bucks out. It's very confusing. But there, bottom line, there was no ATM. So I just had to go out, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, can I, I ask the valet, I'm like, can I give you a card? And he's like, nah, it's cash only. And I'm like, well, bro. We're in a tough spot here because I don't have any cash and there's no ATM machine in there and I'm sorry. I feel bad about it, but this can't be the first time this situation's happened to you, so just give me my car. And he did. He went and got it, but he was pissed off about it. And I can't say that I can't blame him because I do. Like, get over it. This shit happens. People don't have cash. You shouldn't be in a business where you can only accept cash. But other than that, other than the valet and like the bellhop and the the maid at the hotel, you guys tip the maid, right? Don't be one of these animals that doesn't tip the maid. Throw a couple bucks on the dresser, on the Davenport. Is that a couch? That's a couch. Don't throw it on the. Throw it on the. Uh, I don't know. Leave 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 the maid a couple bucks. That's the only time you need cash anymore. So the armed robbery business is bullshit anymore. Like. No one has any cash. Even banks. I once needed a significant amount of cash, but not like a not like a a ridiculous amount of cash, but a a large amount of cash. I had to get a large amount of cash from the bank. But it was the an amount that you're like, oh yeah, the bank's gonna have that. And the, I went to the bank and they're like, oh no. They're like, you gotta order this. Like you can't just come in here and cash a check for this much money even though you're we know your check's good and everything you can't withdraw this much cash they're like you gotta uh you gotta call the day before and we will like order the cash even banks don't have that much money this cash is you know cash is king well it's not we're we're in the matrix now it's all plastic money anymore except for tipping so I would say, like, if you're going to rob a place, there's pretty much no place to be, much less rob than Chuck E. Cheese. Just pick, just pick anywhere else to rob. You obviously haven't done your due diligence on what you haven't cased the place properly because you would never go in there. There can't be any cash going in there. So yeah, Lexington. I don't know, it's bank robber guy, whatever. Ed, what else is going on in the world of non-sports? And our final story of the week uh, is is a sad one. Uh, with the past couple of weeks, we have seen the birth of a new phenomenon, the app Pokemon Go. I'm not entirely sure how it works, but I think the app tells you where to look for Pokemon characters in real places. And uh, some of the places like the Holocaust Museum and the Vietnam Memorial have already made it known they do not want Pokemon players on their sites. In Florida, a man was arrested with weed as he looked for Pokemon in the park. 
Another Florida man shot at teens looking for Pokemon on his property in Central Park in New York. A stampede stampede started because people thought they saw some rare fox-like Pokemon. Brian, my question is this. We live in a world with adult men using emojis. Now adults are chasing around imaginary Japanese characters. What's next in the downward shame spiral for America? Once again, as he is wont to do, Ed Daly takes a blatant shot at me and my emoji use. I don't don't care. I love emojis. I emoji the fuck out of my text. If you've texted with me, you've seen emojis. Because I do. A lot of times, my text is just emojis. I don't care. I love it. I love emojis. We already talked about this Pokemon thing. I don't... I don't know what to make of it. It's really fucking stupid, but so is pro wrestling. And you guys watch that shit. A lot of people that listen to this show watch pro fucking wrestling, which is just greased up bodybuilders yelling at the camera and hugging each other, as far as I know. I mean, I was into it until I was like 10. And then I realized, wait, what the fuck am I doing? This is, There's play fighting. I don't get it. So I, th- there'll be something worse. Like this Pokemon Go thing's awful. I do like that people are Pokemon Going at Auschwitz. Seems like just exactly the place you want to be playing a game on your phone. I would feel weird even... I've never been to Auschwitz. I've, I might feel weird even taking a picture. Like who are you going to show the picture to? It's a somber place. It's a... Genocide occurred there. It's a... a, a uh, the grounds of a mass murder. I don't, I don't even know if I'd get my phone out at all, and yet people are are pokemaning. So I don't know. There's going to be something else. Like this is pretty bad. But literally next week, there's going to be something equally as stupid. So we'll see. Guys, Herman Marshall Whiskey. I am so stoked to have Herman Marshall Whiskey back in the mix here on the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. Not a week goes by where I don't receive a tweet or an email from someone in the Republic of Texas demonstrating to me that they are enjoying the Herman Marshall whiskey they've heard about on this show. The Baller Lifestyle Podcast loves Herman Marshall whiskey. And because I don't live in Texas, I can't go out and buy some, and I don't have any right now. So, hey, guys, Herman Marshall, hook a brother up. I can't. I'm just reading the commercials here, and I'd like to be sipping some of your rye or your single malt or your bourbon right now. But I don't have any because they don't sell it in California yet. Guys, remember when Texas's own Tito's vodka was a niche American vodka? People would be like, oh, American vodka. Well, it turns out it's like basically the best vodka. Now, anywhere I order a Bloody Mary, it's the first vodka they offer. Well, guys, Herman Marshall is ready to be the Tito's of whiskey. The 90 to 100 degree days in Texas increase barrel pressure to push whiskey into and out of the charred wood barrels more often, making your glass of Texas bourbon smoother and more flavorful. See for yourself 
and grab a bottle of their Texas bourbon, rye, single malt, or temptress next time you're at a local bar, restaurant, or spirits retailer. Herman Marshall. Smooth. Texas. Whiskey. Joining us now is everybody's favorite, the baller lifestyle pop culture correspondent, Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? Woo-hoo, I'm good. I'm good. I've got my glass of red wine. Ready to talk to you about the news this week. Kate, what is going on in the world of pop culture? What is happening in Fancy Pop? Um, a few things. But firstly, thanks to this week's Patreon subscriber, Mili Konea. Mili Konea? Did I, I say that? I hope I'm saying that right. I, I think you are. I know that guy from Twitter. I do He's too. a very cool dude. Thank you very much for contributing. Thank you so much. High five, dude. Absolutely. And if you want to be a contributor to the show, if you want to contribute financially to the program, please go to patreon.com slash the baller lifestyle and throw us a couple bucks. Join our family. It it comes out of your bank account every month. You'll never notice it. A few bucks to pay for this entertainment you're getting from us. So thank you, Melly. All right. Um, there have been a few celeb makeups and breakups over the past week or two. Sadly, Kylie Jenner has rekindled things with that skinny rapper Tyga, whose ex-baby mama is pregnant with Kylie's brother's baby. In case you didn't know, the Kardashians were just cashed up bogus. I am... I'm not even casually aware of these people, and I'm so fucking sick of them. I feel like the this is the... If they, they're ever going to have one, Kylie is the Kardashians jump the shark moment. Like, she's so fucking dull and boring and she and just this at least Kim she's married to the biggest rapper in the world this Kylie is married to like a seventh rate dude named after a a tiger hold the press we've just got another Patreon subscriber whoa as we record while we were talking Christopher Yates Chris Yates what up playa what a hero thanks dude you rule um, Lady Gaga and her fiance have split. What's his name? Taylor. I actually know this. Taylor Kinney. Kinney He's an actor. Right. He's very good looking. He's very handsome. I don't know what happened with Steph, Stephanie and Taylor. Um, but it looks like sadly they've parted company. I saw my own, uh, I have my own Lady Gaga story. I saw this maybe on like TMZ or something this week. Lady Gaga has relocated to Malibu. Uh-huh. And as a resident of California, as is required to live in the state of California, she's had to learn how to drive. Mm-hmm. And she can drive now, but I saw that she got pulled over. And the best part is, is that she drives like a 1994 bright red F-150 pickup. <laughs> Not even extra That's cab. Funny. Standard cab. F-150 with a bench seat. That's pretty funny. It's really sick. Sorry for her about the breakup, but I'm really stoked for her in that F-150. All right. This, I just want to get to what I really want to talk about. By far the biggest news of the week and what literally everyone's talking about, and I could not be happier about this, is Kim Kardashian's 
epic takedown of that notorious phony Taylor Swift on Snapchat Sunday night. Oh, yeah. Explain to me. This is because I saw some tweets about this, but I I have to be honest. I don't really 100% understand. Okay. So Kim posted a series of Snapchats, um, which were videos of a recorded conversation speakerphone phone conversation between Kanye and Taylor. Um, So the whole conversation is kind of like split up into clips that she posted in succession where Kanye is calling Taylor to ask her for permission to use the lyrics in his now infamous song, Famous. Should we be concerned at all that this is edited, that it's split up into clips? Like maybe things are coming out really of It doesn't really matter context? because the clips themselves have enough damning evidence mm. in them. Yes. Well, Taylor Swift's a that huge phony. can't be misconstrued she, or taken out of context. She's the biggest phony of all the phonies. She's the phoniest I phony agree. that there is. She's so inauthentic, and I just have a huge issue with the way that she presents herself to the world. So, um, yeah, so Kanye's calling Taylor to ask permission to include the lyric in a song called Famous, which was released in February that goes, For all my South Side niggas that know me best, I feel like me and Taylor Swift might still have sex. Why? I made that bitch famous. So Taylor replied um, on Instagram with a note that she'd written, and some people say that she'd written it months ago, um, that the part that she took exception to that she wasn't asked about in this recorded phone conversation is the last line, I made that bitch famous. Mm-hmm. This all dates back to Swift and Kanye West's longtime feud, which, as we all know, began in 2009 with that infamous um, r- rushing of the stage um, where he's all, I'ma let you finish at the MTV Music Video Music Awards. Remember he... She was accepting her award, and he came up yes. and grabbed the microphone. I vaguely recall this. Said he wanted Beyonce. Beyonce should have got the award. Right. Since then, Swift and um, Kanye gradually repaired their relationship. Ugh. Before who gives a fuck? He referenced that event. I yes. I made that bitch famous mm-hmm. in the song. Right. Okay. So. I mean, to be honest, I'm not sure exactly what prompted Kim to post this now, but it seems like something pushed her over the edge and she just said, fuck it. Yeah, fuck this bitch. Um, And the social media storm that followed um, Taylor's, or sorry, that followed the release of the song prompted Swift to condemn the line um, on the Grammys, which is, you know, a huge stage. Yeah, a lot of people watch that, shockingly. Um, And she said, I want to say to all the young women out there, There are going to be people along the way who are going to try to undercut your success or take credit for your accomplishments or your fame when she accepted the award for Album of the Year. So she was directly talking about Kanye. Right. Um, And I think maybe a lot of stuff was happening behind the scenes that the public don't know about. And Kim was just like, you know what? I'm going to murder you on Snapchat. And that's exactly exactly what she did. Murder by Snapchat. Um, During the conversation with Kanye, Taylor thanks him multiple times for respecting her enough to let her know about the famous lyric before it was released, Um, which, quite frankly, is a courtesy that I wonder whether she extended to any of the people whose characters she's assassinated over the years. Mm. Um, when, some, when someone's risen to fame with thinly veiled songs about ex-boyfriends, yeah. the women they go on to date after, and a singer who hired the same backup dancer she did, Katy Perry, 
declares that her good name is being slandered. Sorry, that reeks of hypocrisy. Yeah, she sucks. She's getting what she deserves. Yeah. Um, she's getting what she dishes out, and shocker, she doesn't like it. And honestly, she seems like the most humorless person, talented for sure, but lacking any sense of humor about herself. And those are the worst type of people. She's super lame. She's super fake. And my guy, Ryan Adams, did her whole album better than she did. Totally. So she's claiming character assassination. Now, I'm not sure if this is going to go to court. Um, there, it, it raises all it kinds of questions about um, video recordings on social media. Um, you know, like I said, she's made a career out of low-key character assassinations from her song lyrics to her coded album liners. And whilst they might not be as calculated as a pre-recorded phone conversation, which you... Um, hold on to for months and then release on Snapchat. It yes. still affected people's reputations. Yeah, concur. I mean, John Mayer, Jake Gyllenhaal, Harry Styles are are always going to be thought of as just assholes who broke her heart. Yeah, Camilla Bell will be forever known as quote for things that she's done on the mattress. Oh, whoever that, that like, yeah, whoever that, that the, is. That was she's a really attractive actress that dated Joe Jonas right after he oh, Joe Jonas her over the phone. Those eyebrows. Um. Yeah. So. I I mean, like, the whole thing is silly in the scope of what's going on in the of world. Of course. But I'm, I'm, I'm secretly happy that she's getting Well, I'm um, no. She's getting uh, what she She's deserves. a big faker. I, I, I mean, I hate all the people in this story, but I really hate Taylor Swift. She's yeah. super fake. She's talented. I'll give her that. I guess. She is. She's got Max Martin. She's talented, but she sucks. Yeah, she sucks. Uh, is that it, Kate? That's all I really wanted to talk about. Okay, well, excellent job, as always. Thank you. I'm sure there's other things going on in the world, but that was um, all I really wanted to I love talk it. about this week. Okay, great job. Uh, okay, guys, that is it for episode 129 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. For Ed Daly, for Kate McManus, I'm Brian Beckner. We'll see you next week. Peace out, y'all. Peace out, y'all.